days, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers in the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. This is, of course, the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie. Then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes, in this case, extremely similar. Uh, We're looking at both similarities and differences. Uh, Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation. Uh, But also, we want to point out how the presentation of the film can change based on the social and political climate of the times. We do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so with a very distinctive spoiler alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn us off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. Now, we generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there will be spoilers when discussing anything that has been out for at least a year, and I think tonight's... uh, first film we're going to talk about definitely qualifies the uh, other thing that we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words this is a horror podcast and horror movies tend to be r-rated so uh, you guys can pretty much expect us to be too i'm lance and with me as always are my co-hosts uh brian and philip and uh tonight all the way from dallas texas we got a very Ooh. special guest, and that's Hope Havoc of MacabreCast. Uh, Hope, we met last month at the Texas Frightmare Weekend. What have you been up to with the podcast since then, and where can our listeners find you? Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. This is uh, always fun to collaborate with other uh, podcasters, and it was a pleasure to meet um, the majority of you guys at TFW, those of you that were there. Um, recently, uh I've just done another podcast with another um, local podcast group out of Denton, Texas called Howl About That. And uh, we just kind of dissected and went through uh, one of my favorite films of all time, which was Reanimator. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been fun. We've just been putting out a couple of episodes. I have a full-time job, of course. So you know how that goes. You do what you can. Um, of course, doing the podcast with you guys. And then recently, uh, I was interviewed by Cinedump. Um, I believe they're actually based out of Houston as well. Um, and, uh, the guy at Texas Frightmare Weekend that did the writing, the horror writing panel. Um, right. he's, yeah, I, I believe he's also, uh, writing for Rue Morgue and a couple of other publications, but, um, I was lucky enough to be interviewed by them and just we sat down and shot the shit and we'll see if uh, a feature pops up. But uh, yeah, everything's been great. And the next episode um, coming up is actually a controversial one. A lot of people give me flack because I stay pretty positive for the most part of my podcast. But um, the next episode that you guys can look forward to uh, is we're going to start talking about um, 
horror fan profiling. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's that's going to be on on your show, right? Yeah, definitely. Cool. That'll be and uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and uh, at our website macabcast dot com. And then, of course, we're on social media. Okay, for our uh, for our younger listeners, how how do you spell that? Because I had a little trouble with the spelling myself. <laughs> hey, man, it's not even just you. It's a lot of the, like, you know, you never, a lot of, you'd be surprised me. adults, like, just don't know how to spell macabre. But that There's is. There's an M-A- R in there, isn't there? <laughs> There's that at the end, yes. Uh, but the spelling is M A C A B R E cast, macabre cast. All right. Ooh. Easy enough. Philip, everything going good out your way, man? Uh, yeah. Just, uh, working and. Living the dream and try not to kill my kids. Yeah, you you still got that <laughs> swimming pool clean enough to swim in? You haven't let it go to pot again yet? No, not yet. We're uh, <laughs> we're still swimming in it about every day. These uh, my, my my son is a peach kid. He's uh, uh, half half Mexican, so he just he tans out real nice, and uh, <laughs> he just looks like he lives on the beach all the time. <laughs> nice. All right, you got to start getting him to the gym, man. <laughs> he's six. So. It's, never, it's never too early. Maybe, maybe in a little while. <laughs> hey, Brian, is it uh, is it still summer up there? Or is winter starting to creep in yet? No, we still got some sunshine. Still summer up here. All right. Well, what we do, uh, the first thing we like to do, Hope, is is we go into what we call the cool of the week. So what's the coolest thing you've seen this week? I um, finally got around to watching Cannibal Girls, which I'm sure probably plenty of you have already seen it was a film in 1973 um ivan reitman directed it and i really was just it was a curiosity for me yeah 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 right (laughs) it was a curiosity for me because eugene levy of all fucking people are in it um (laughs) as well as andrea martin this was her film that she did right before doing black christmas and you know (laughs) i'll let you guys watch it and figure it out for yourselves uh but uh you know it I wouldn't call it a, a favorite film of mine, but now it's kind of on the list of things that I've seen. So there you go. Man, you you got huh. me interested. Kind of the whole SCTV crowd there, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've I've never checked that one out. I'll have to look at it. Uh, well, um, I was gonna say uh, my cool of the week was gonna be Brendan Fraser Mummy because I went back and rewatched that one. But yeah. right before we did this podcast, we watched uh, The Conjuring, and uh, Ooh, okay. I actually had goosebumps like multiple times during almost every scene in that movie. It was it was pretty great. Uh, that that whole franchise is, uh, I think, my favorite horror, like modern horror thing going right now. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick, man. Right what on. About, what about you, Brian? Uh, still chopping away at that list from our Facebook group. Oh, the Wonder Jesus Woman list. Jesus Christ, dude, you're never going to finish with that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, this week's recommendation was Doomsday from uh, our buddy Kevin over at the MacNez podcast. Um, I've seen this one before. It's, it's a good movie. Um, it's got uh, Rona Mitra, Bob Hoskins, Malcolm McDowell. Mm-hmm. It's uh, directed That's the, by Neil uh, Marshall. Racing one, right? The which one? The racing movie? No, it's the the one where I, uh, um, the virus a virus breaks out in Scotland and they like quarantine it, but mm-hmm. it ends Probably. up uh, break getting out and they got to go find a cure. Basic yep. basic plot, but it's a pretty decent movie. Yeah, but it is, isn't it like really trippy because it's like set in the not do- too distant future, but like they have some scenes that look like they're out of 
uh, the Road Warrior, and then they, all of a sudden they're like in a pastoral, like Renaissance-looking area, yeah, like that with a that, key that, and everything. Yeah, that's when you meet Malcolm McDowell. He's like king of a castle, and everybody's like dressed like uh, medieval times, and then you got you got some cannibals in there mixed in. Oh, I remember. Okay, I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, I think uh, some. I think somebody in our group. Uh, I think. I think it was Justin Xavier. <laughs> yeah, he hates it. He, he said, "I loathe this movie." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, all right. Well, we'll be we'll be checking out his his movie when it comes out. Uh, Sick for yeah. toys, and I think they're. I, I know they're filming right now, so hopefully we won't loathe it, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so my cool of the week is, uh, and I watched a lot of I watched a lot of stuff this week again, guys, just like last week. But uh, now, hand, hands down, it's going to be the uh, the finale of the leftovers. So I oh, think, nice! Uh, yeah, I think I think I think uh, Lindelof finally finally wrapped up an ending the way that I wanted it to be wrapped up. Um, does it leave some things? Uh, open to question you know of course it does i think any good film or or good tv series does but uh it successfully tied up all the stories to me and and in my mind it made enough sense of where the people were going and what kind of tied everything together from season one forward and i i thought i just thought it was a great way to end it anybody else check that out no i was kind of waiting for you to tell me that it wasn't a trash ending to watch it i think Have you ever seen that show, Hope? Um, I actually haven't, but I've been super aware. A lot of people that I'm friends with are extremely into it. Yeah, it's cool. I, I really think that uh, that they tied it up perfectly, so I'm super happy with it. So that's the cool of the week. Uh, Brian? Uh, Jennifer Conley has been cast in the upcoming Snowpiercer TV show. Hmm. Seems like a pretty big name. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this show. I, I hope they get things going because um, this is also on uh, TNT and uh, just recently came out that the Tales from the Crypt show is officially dead over there. It's not happening. <laughs> ah. Okay, what a shocker. <laughs> okay, fuck. What hope? Did you see the uh, the the movie Snowpiercer? I did. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't yeah. bad. It I was, was okay with it. So it was it. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I, I'll I'll check out the TV show. I mean, it's not you know my favorite movie ever, but it was a pretty damn good one to be on Netflix there for a while. Right. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have Scott Derrickson uh, directing the first episode. Okay. What is what is he known for? Uh, Sinister. He did the Doctor Strange movie. Oh, okay. That guy. Okay, yeah. I got you. Oh, that guy. Not quite Who's a household name with me yet, I guess, but now I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay, what well, should um, be well done then? Yeah, um, they're putting a lot of amount of effort into this one, so hopefully it's going to be a good show. Uh, Dimension Films has delayed Amityville: The Awakening again. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's. Uh, I guess they're recut this movie again, and I don't know what's going on. With this movie was finished way back in uh, 2014. That's what I thought. Uh, 
That scares me. Anytime you have a lot of reworking of a movie, it turns out trash. <laughs> Bella, Bella Thorne's going to have gray hair by the time this, this thing comes out. <laughs> uh, Dream Warriors and the Blob director Chuck Russell is remaking Witchboard. <laughs> I know one person who's going to be excited. <laughs> yep. He's the one that actually sent me this news. Oh boy! <laughs> He's in our feedback too. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely all for this because. Uh, yeah, man, don't hit on Dream Warriors. Let's let's not. <laughs> yeah, is that is that one of your favorites? Uh, it's not one of my favorites, but I do really actually love Dream Warriors. Yeah, it was it was a good one. I know lots uh, of people aren't a huge on fan, but though, and Kevin Nez is a huge <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> We, I don't. I don't necessarily remember. He did not like. <laughs> we all gave it decent ratings, didn't we? <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was decent for what it was. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I gave it like at least a five, so it was probably you know more good than bad to me, you know. <laughs> I mean, at least a five. Yeah, yeah for sure, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, see, I'm Kevin, sure I did. Kevin, I know you're listening. We 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 gave it at least a five. Yeah, there you go. They can speak for themselves. Wishboard sucks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> except, okay. except for Tawny, Tawny Katane shower scene, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, not a lot of news this week. Um, we got one more thing here. Um, has to do with uh, one of the movies we're reviewing tonight. Uh, Alex Kirkman was asked about, um, are there any other uh, additions to the dark universe uh, after the mummy? And he said they're planning to introduce Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Hope, what are you thinking here? Listen, man, <laughs> uh, I, it's pretty obvious that they're trying to uh, go in a direction where they're introducing, or if you will, reintroducing uh, the uh, universal monsters in some form or fashion. So, you know, I feel like um, there are decades and time, points in time where, where certain genres of film have a comeback. And I feel like it's horror's time right now, especially with indie films and, you know, foreign filmmakers and things like that. And Hollywood's always got to jump in on it. So, you know, um, I've got some opinions definitely about The Mummy, which I know we'll get to later. But I think that's definitely the direction that um, Hollywood's trying to go right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. That could yeah. could be could be a good thing. I'm I'm assuming that they're going to try to get uh, Gerard Butler to play the Phantom of the Opera, Brian. Right? Uh, actually, um, he's got like a dream cast. He would like to cast, uh, not in any particular movie. He said, um, just in this whole universe, uh, he would like to go after Michael Fassbender, Jennifer what? Lawrence, Charlize <laughs> Theron. Of course, he would. Sure. What the fuck? <laughs> And of course, Angelina Jolie is a front runner for the Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Well, see, I'd, I think I'd be down for that, possibly. Um, you think so? How many chickens do they have so far? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they haven't hatched yet. <laughs> <laughs> how awesome is that joke? Oh, boy. <laughs> I like it. Zinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, wasn't a lot of news this week. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wasn't a lot man. of news this week, so that that's pretty much all we have for news. All right. Well, you know what? Um, Hope's here from Dallas, Texas, and God damn it, I know they got trailer parks in Dallas, Texas. God damn it. <laughs> so I know you're real familiar with what a trailer park is, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. So as with every show, 
tornadoes it's and shit. It's tornadoes and shit. It's time. Hopefully not. It's time to take a little trip down to the trailer park. Brian, what's our uh, first new trailer to talk about this week? First one we're going to talk about is Darkness Rising, starring Tara Holt and Katrina Law, directed by Austin Reading. What did you guys think about Darkness Rising? Generic horror movie. Next. Do what? (laughs) Oh, generic horror movie? (laughs) I mean, I I kind of have to agree, though. um, Yeah? To a degree. Yeah, I I think so. Of course, there's always that. You know, okay, how are we going to judge this film off of a trailer? But, you know, if you're uh, one that watches films quite often, I think that that opinion could be formed with just about everybody. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it might be good. We'll see. I don't know. To me, the first uh, minute or so, because there's a full trailer, is about two minutes and 15 seconds. And the the first minute, I thought I was watching a trailer for a Lifetime movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) I mean, it seemed to pick up a little bit there toward the end, but uh, I'm not really excited with what I saw. What do you think, Brian? Um, this this was a complete pass for me. It, <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, it seemed like okay. a bunch of other movies that that I've seen before, and yeah, this, it's going to fall this, into the mix. Yeah, it's, I think it'll... the director isn't a super popular director, and if you look at his history, it looks like he's done a lot of MTV stuff. So I'm sure this is probably something that's going to more than likely speak to the younger crowd for sure. We got a release date of June 30th for this one. Okay, right around the corner. Um, yeah, considering we haven't heard anything about it until now, that's right. That ought to let not a good sign. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, our next trailer we're going to talk about is The Gracefield Incident, starring Lawrence DeFaminis, I'm butchering names again, uh, Julia Goslin, and directed by Matthew Rathy. Okay, who is that? I don't know. Uh, it's a found footage the... movie. It's probably some dude that lives in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the alien invasion movie, right? Yeah, this this one got my interest a little bit just because I have no idea what's going on with the guy with the with the eye. Okay, does that look like a totally separate movie going on? Uh, I think it's just a, a new way to to throw a found footage alien movie in there. And I want to say generic found footage alien movie next, but it does look kind of interesting. It has a Cloverfield kind of vibe, but we'll see where they yeah. go with it, I think. It's a stupid name, though. I hate the name of the movie. It's <laughs> fucking retarded, and it sounds instinct. like every other movie that's out there. <laughs> right. Okay, we got a... Well, my understanding, um, I, I could I could be wrong, but for some reason, I, I was thinking that this was tied to one of the, the VHS2... Uh, um, what would you call it? Not not a skit, but like the shorts, I guess. Yeah, uh, wasn't there I, I a VHS two short that was about an alien invasion or something like that? All these kids in the house, just like that. Yeah, but I don't I don't think this has anything to do with you it. know the just just a just a happy coincidence that this guy liked the idea and figured he'd kind of maybe copy it a little bit. Yeah. I think the concept of the eyeball camera situation is cool. It seems like it's like Black mm-hmm. Mirror mixed with like. A little bit of Cloverfield mixed with, you know, a bunch of other things. If you guys have seen Black Mirror at all, but yeah. Every, every oh, one yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 It, it could we be, love that one on this show. Could be interesting. 
release date on that Ju- July 27th. Okay. And okay. on to our biggest trailer of the week would be Murder on the Orient Express. Starring uh, Johnny Depp, Kenneth Branagh, Daisy Ridley, Penelope Cruz, Michelle Pfeiffer, Judy Dench, Josh Gad, and Willem Dafoe. It's a hell of a cast. Yeah, it's a hell of a cast, and also Johnny Depp. Yep. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> as long as he's not doing any kind of uh, <laughs> accents or characters or anything, I'm fine <laughs> with him in it. Right. <laughs> I, I think I'm down that. to give it a try. Um, of course, the director did Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in 1994, so I think it would be right. interesting to see what he does when he's coming back to this kind of type of film in modern day, so we'll see. Do you think it's going to uh, create any kind of an issue with him uh, both starring in it and directing it? I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Affleck, do it. <laughs> That's right. You do it well, right? Yeah. I mean, some directors I, you know, can not, do that and do it, it extremely well, but, you know, I, I'm super not familiar with a lot of his work, but, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, you know, with all of these trailers, you know, I guess you never know until you try it, until you check no. it out. The only if thing it I wasn't had for the big-ass cast, I, I, don't, I don't know that I would be interested. <laughs> a big-ass cast. At all. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> that can go it's a, box it's the only it's thing impressive. I had a the only saying. thing I had a problem with the <laughs> the only thing I had a problem with the trailer was uh, the music at the end because it didn't it didn't match up to me. If I felt like I was watching a, a what is it, a Fifty Shades it. Dark movie oh, okay. or something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean the text. I will say like the modern uh, take on like you know the the texts in the trailer like introducing who's who and. At what point they're talking, it's I think it was an interesting trailer. So we'll see if the movie uh, kind of stands up or holds up, you know, to the trailer. Yeah, I like that part. It kind of felt like Clue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that was what I was thinking when I was watching the trailer at first, because I saw this one. Uh, this was uh, on the mummy when I went to go see it. I mean, Daisy Ridley's in it. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. Got to give it a chance there. Okay, we got yeah, a Ron, release. Ron, oh, Ron go ahead. Direct, uh, he he used. I think he was mainly known for a lot of Shakespeare. He he uh, did a lot of uh, he did a lot of Shakespeare interpretations. But um, he did direct the first uh, Thor movie, didn't he? I was thinking. He, I, I'm thinking he did. No, the first Thor movie wasn't too bad. I liked it, and uh, I I think he directed that one. That's it was because the, you guys was, are a bunch of dudes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, you, Thor two you was it. great. Thor two was so good, and you know I'm not hating on Thor one. Thor one was was all right. I'm just messing with you guys. Yeah, yeah I didn't he, see. I'm he, the opposite. I didn't. I didn't like the second one that much. I didn't like either one of them. <laughs> I like. He's them like, all. I fucking hate Thor. There you go. <laughs> the the new one looks good. <sighs> yeah, new Hopefully. one looks real good from the trailer. Can't knock it till you try it. That's right. Okay, Murder on the Orient Express uh, release date November tenth. Sounds like we'll be there. And that is all. All right. Now well. it's time for listener feedback uh, regarding the upcoming TV show The Mist. Uh, our interview with showrunner uh, Christian Torp, uh, Avery Avery Walden wrote us. Most people hated the movie and The Mist simply because the ending. 
but they fail to realize how real of an ending it is. Uh, I'm so happy to see they're making a show. Uh, this is the first I, I have heard of it. Right. What did you? Uh, uh, Cole, you did you see the movie uh, The Mist? Uh, yes, I did, and I, I actually own the black and white version. Um, yeah, nice. Which is even better, and I actually absolutely loved that film. And I think Which, it yeah. was a fantastic ending. Have you uh, Have you read the 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 uh, novella? I have. Yep. Okay, so what do you, which, which ending do you prefer? I do like the film ending. I feel like I feel like this is I don't remember if this was the film or not, but I feel like Stephen King did say something about it and he felt like it was a better ending than of course than what he wrote, which he's actually said a couple of times and as we know, if you've read any of Stephen King's books, he kind of has a difficult time landing that plane sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, Lars from Denmark uh, also sent us a link to a 1995 film Day of the Beast and told us to watch this film if you want to go mad and we haven't watched it yet but I totally plan on doing so yeah. because it sounds fun I've, I've seen it before you have? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good alright um, watch it yeah I'm, I'm not going to say anything it's pretty good I recommend it well, that kind of <laughs> makes sense, man, because he says, watch it if you want to go mad, and we are talking with Brian here, so <laughs> kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. Hey, what uh, a burn. Did, didn't Lars say uh, something else, too, though, Philip, that we got kind of he late did, in the week? Yeah. He, uh, he, he told us, uh, he sent us some feedback about last week's episode. He said, awesome episode about Wonder Woman, guys, uh, and now a free history lesson. <laughs> I had thought about this. Uh, the German soldiers were not Nazis. This movie's about World War One. The Nazis were in World War Two. Got it? <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Lars. Okay. All right. Okay. Right, so Captain America, World War Two, Wonder Woman, World right. War One. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Philip. I think that was you that let that slip, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. No, I Germans I Nazis. I was going to say were. something, but I just let it slide, dude. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's that. All right, somebody else, a, got, somebody else got called out too, though, right? I'm sure it's a mistake a thousand people have made because they didn't specify. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, Gene Turner also writes us. Uh, he said, just listen to your new episode. Sounds like maybe I should try a rewatch on The Eyes of My Mother. Uh, oh, yeah, when I originally one. saw it, I thought it was way depressing. I loved all the acting, though. I'll give it another try because I think I'm in the minority. Uh yeah, I I I really loved it. It was super fucking weird, but I loved it. Yeah, I I did too. It was just so it was just so brutal. Um you've you've seen that one, Hope? I have not actually. Oh, uh, check it out. You'll like it. Yeah. Will I? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I so. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take your recommendations. Up. I'll have to put it on my list. Brian, what what was your takeaway, man? Oh, from Eyes of My Mother? Yeah. I agree with him. It's super depressing, but it's. I, I thought it was really good. I thought the main. I thought the main actress was uh, was excellent in it. And I, I talked to Gene. I think I told him. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's definitely uh, give it another take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're into the psychology of the thing, it'll be cool. Uh, Darren, D A E R O N, Daron. I think it's Darren. Darren. Darren Wilson says, saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this week, uh, so time to catch up on your episode of that with Howard the Duck. 
Uh, I imagine at least a few of you will shit all over the Howard Duck, but for me, it gets maybe around a seven. Uh, Lance, I think that was your score. No, right I off. gave it a five what? and a half, dude. I liked it. No, I, think, I, like it. <laughs> I think I gave. Oh, it a I seven. gave Guardians Brian a seven. Gave it seven. <laughs> yeah, I, gave Gar- I gave Guardians a seven, and I gave Howard a five and a half. Uh, he said, "I know it's cheesy, and some poor choices were made, but '80s punk Leah Thompson underwear wearing Leah Thompson." Childhood nostalgia factor, good stop motion, dark overlord, and anything taking place in my home state gets a point. There you go. There you have it. (laughs) Uh, Also looks like Brian has a lot of other movies to check out since we are doing 47 meters down next week. Uh, A lot of listeners have given us ideas of best shark movies other than Jaws. Uh, Have you seen any yet, Brian? Oh, yeah, people have been hitting me up with these, like, shark versus octopus and <laughs> sand shark, and I don't know. I, I can't even get through the first, uh, what is it, Sharknado? I don't know, yeah, you see, I don't know if you could throw all those sci-fi shark movies on there, you know what I mean? Because that's a whole laundry list of stuff that's all just really bad. <laughs> that's a that's a whole subgenre there, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Jay Black also said uh, he loves how Denny Lewis derailed uh, Lance's train of thought with uh, Mr. Rogers' mailman on that last episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so so see, I got, I got called out too, man. So it, it's all <laughs> <in> good fun. <laughs> but yeah, was... he did, man. He threw me off with that shit. I know, right? Rogers mailman, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, I can't remember what, what, I was, what I was saying after that. That goes on the band name list. So, uh, all right. So we gotta we gotta ask you, Hope. Have you have you seen uh, Wonder Woman? You guys, I'm so happy that you all have seen it before me. Because as a woman, I, of course, I should have already seen it. I have not. Um, and uh, the last time I went to the movies was yesterday, um, Alamo Draft House to see the Mummy, so I can discuss it with you guys. Um, but I have a full time job, and it is super hard to get away. So um, I do plan to see it next week. So we'll see. What about Guardians 2? Um, so for my birthday this year, uh, my fiance and I, we kind of did our, we do a flipping of the coin type of deal. Um, so it was either Guardians or Alien, and uh, we chose Alien. So uh, uh, that okay. was, <laughs> Brian. yeah, I, uh, I I will say I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> I, I would have, I think, liked Guardians much more, um, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, it's definitely on the list with Wonder Woman. So we'll probably knock those two out within the next month or two. Yeah, that was the wrong decision, but I'm not mad at you. Hey, I mean, we we do this thing like where we like to keep things fresh and shit like that. So we'll, you know, flip a coin on like, hey, if we're going to go eat somewhere or some shit like that. So we keep it interesting. And, you know, there's only been a handful of times where it's like, okay, well, fate has it that we would like to, you know, it wants us to do this, but let's do do this instead. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) we we like to keep it interesting, but... uh, yeah, uh, probably within the next month or two, we'll see both of those. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, getting married this year and um, lots All of changes right. at work. So, yeah, like, it's just thanks for looking for a house. There's a lot going on. So, you know, you do what you can do. But, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped to see both of those movies. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I think I think I'm the only one of the three that liked Alien Covenant more than Guardians. Is that safe to say? Guys? Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually that, did. That's, that's safe to <laughs> say. I actually did. <laughs> Because um, Lance is wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. But thanks to everyone who reaches out for us, <laughs> to us. We love the feedback. And as always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page. Uh, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. 
Uh, check us out on any of the other social mediums. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what's up. All right. That means uh, it is now time for our featured attractions. So this week we're going to check out the first official film in the da-da-da New Dark Universe from Universal. And this one's called The Mummy. And if you think that name sounds familiar, well, it's pretty familiar. There have been a lot of a lot of movies called The Mummy. Uh, it pretty much all started with the 1932 Universal classic, uh, The Mummy. And this film is the first one that we're going to speak uh, talk about tonight, directed by Carl Frund. Frund. Am I pronouncing it uh, correctly, Hope? That's Carl Frund. Actually, I speak German fluently, uh, and it is Freund. Okay, director Carl Freund, who was actually, (laughs) you you might know that name, uh, know him more as a cinematographer. If you know your film history, he was known for 157 films, including Dracula and Metropolis. I guess he didn't make as much money back then, so he had to do a bunch of them. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, the old baseball players that used to pitch uh, a full game instead of um, pitching like five innings and then go and put their hand on ice for a week. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, things were just different back then, I guess, you know? I mean, hell, that was the Great Depression, so people had to work pretty hard. 157 Yo. films, he could probably do that in a, in a weekend, you know? <laughs> what do you uh, hope, what do you think about Metropolis? Have you Have you had a chance to see that before? Yeah, I've seen Metropolis. It's been uh, quite some time since I've seen it, but it's definitely something I think everybody should um, watch, especially if you're into sci-fi horror or anything like that related. Yeah, it's actually a silent uh, film, right? Uh, yes, it is. And it was uh, yeah, it was kind of like one of the, I guess, one of the first true science fiction movies. Uh, have, you, have you guys checked that out? No. I think I started watching it, and I didn't realize... Right. Is it? It's a German it science fiction movie, and it's yeah. I think I'm I sure it's on Netflix and Amazon Prime. It's pretty much anywhere I think at this point. Yeah, I I, I started it and I didn't realize that it was an ancient movie, and uh, uh, so so I just I moved on to the next thing. But I should have totally gone back and watched it. It looks mm-hmm. it looks super interesting. Yeah, if I could make a recommendation, if you're going to rewatch it, uh, it does go well with mushrooms. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, screen- mushrooms. <laughs> uh, screenwriter John L. Balderston, also known for Frankenstein and The Mummy's Hand. Um, Ardath Bay, which is, of course, the name uh, Imhotep assumes after his exhumation. Uh, is actually, I don't know if, if you guys realized, it's an anagram of Death by Ra. Oh. And, uh, of course, Ra being the Egyptian sun god of lore. Um, a lengthy and complicated reincarnation scene, very important to the plot, never, never made it into the film. This upset many people, including the film's leading actress, Zita Johan, who was a firm believer in reincarnation. Throughout the film's production, there was great tension between Zeta and director Carl Hope. Help me out here. It's Carl Freund. Freund, thank you. Who disliked each other immensely. Among other indignities, uh, Freund put Zeta in an arena with lions while he and the crew were protected inside cages. 
Uh, the scene. <laughs> and then yeah. cut it. <laughs> Let's see him. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's see him get away. Get away with that today, huh? Ooh. And yes, you are correct. It was cut. And uh, also for two days, he had her stand against a board so there would not be a crease in her dress. What? Huh? So, <laughs> yeah, we kind of got shades of uh, Kubrick on The Shining here, I guess, huh? <laughs> if you guys have heard any of those uh, stories. But uh, um hope the way that we uh, the way we do things around here is when we do have a guest on the show, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, certainly want to give you the opportunity to uh, chime in first if you'd like to. Sure. So if you are you guys wanting to just specifically speak about um, the 1932 version, you can talk about whatever you want. We usually just uh, go into a little bit about our thought, our first thoughts about the movie and then just kind of start a roundtable discussion from there. Sure. Um, I, I definitely have more opinions when, you know, we start talking about the current mummy and, and then actually getting into some comparisons and um, some ideas centered around both of these. But um for me personally, it was nice to revisit this film. I had only seen it once whenever there was a marathon on Turner Classic Movies years and ages ago. Um, but honestly, like I feel like it's one of those films that um, is really, it was an inspiration for plenty of, of um, movies that featured the mummy from like, I'd say 1985 up until now. Um, so I, I, I don't think I'm just like a huge, huge fan of the mummy holistically speaking, right. um, but it was wonderful to revisit it and uh, it was great to, to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I, re- I really love this movie. This is actually one of the one of the few classic universal movies I had never seen before. Um, most of the others, obviously, you know, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, um, I've seen The Fly, all all those all those older movies. I I really enjoyed watching when I was young, and a lot of them I revisited. You like to, you know, like to do a lot of revisits on Halloween and stuff like that. But yeah, this is actually one that that uh, that never that never got on my radar for whatever reason. And I'm really glad that we watched it for this uh, for this show because it was uh, I thought it was incredibly uh, beautifully filmed. It was very lush. I thought that the um, I mean, obviously, look, it was 1932. There's going to be what what now we would consider overacting, of course. Um, but I was a little bit shocked with 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 how honest some of the dialogue was where, yeah. you know, they they made it quite plain that, you know, her she knew his intentions were to make love with her. I mean, they basically yep. said, let's sit on this couch and fuck, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, for 1932, I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. man. So progressive. Look out. Um, yeah, you know, eighty-five years ago. I mean, hopefully we've made some progress since then. But uh, you know, that I think and the that's what face. makes the mummy. Um, you know, when when you look back at all the Universal monsters, each one has its own tone mm-hmm. um, and kind of coolness and uniqueness about each one. But I feel like, you know, going back to the mummy of you know nineteen the nineteen thirty two version, and then kind of taking this broad you know glance at everything that's been made afterwards, you kind of see how uh, the mummy differs from like Dracula or like, you know, it Wolfman, any, any of those other universal monsters, the mummy's kind of cool in its own way. And there's this smoothness to it. There's comedy to it. And um, it's just kind of cool in its, its own unique way. Like, do you guys feel me on that? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was, uh, you, you know, I think that the, um, I, I actually, you know, one thing that stuck out for me, I thought the, I thought the makeup was better than some of the makeup you see, 
on movies these days. Yeah, definitely better than some of the computer animation that they got. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, they got the point across, and I'll tell you what, um, Karloff just sold it. I mean, I... Yeah. <laughs> when he showed up when he showed up again as Ardeth Bay, I, I was actually surprised I did not expect the story to go that way. For some reason, in my mind, I thought it was going to play out differently than that. I didn't like more didn't of a re- monster movie, right? Well, yeah, I, yeah, you know what? I didn't realize that there was a time jump from when they first uh, uncovered him to to where this current story takes place. I, I was kind of yeah, shocked to see that there was like a 12 year time jump or whatever. Because um, what no, was I, it like 1921 or something like that? Yep, I believe it yeah. was yeah, nineteen twenty one and um yeah, so it was like over a over a ten year time jump there. Um but yeah, I mean I I'm glad I'm really glad I watched this. It was really, really creepy. I don't know if the black and white added to it, but and you know, and the dark tones and everything, but it just really had this feeling of dread to it the whole way. Yeah. Um I mean, granted, like the statue moving and stuff like that was a little cheap a little hokey, you know. By any standards, but for the most part, it was filmed really, really beautifully. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What'd you think, Brian? I also agree. It was filmed beautifully, and Boris Karloff was the best part of this movie. But with that being said, I was bored out of my fucking mind watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie felt like three hours long. Oh, it, it is, like, and it's only in like an hour and some change. <laughs> It's like an hour, hour and thirteen minutes, man. Come on, give me a break. At least, if, like you said, at least Boris Karloff's a badass. Yeah, if it, if he wasn't on the screen, like I, it just did not hold my attention. I, I wanted more of the one guy, the first guy that seen uh, when the mummy came to life, the guy that went from screaming to uncontrollable laughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wanted more of that guy, man. <laughs> but I really enjoyed <laughs> Boris Karloff, even when he wasn't the actual mummy. Because he was just super creepy, like when he he told the one guy, "I don't like to be touched," you know, Eastern prejudice, you know, just walks yeah. away, <laughs> like fuck you. But with that being <laughs> said, mummy. this with that being said, this <laughs> movie it took me oh, forever okay. to finish this movie. Wow, man, what uh, what what what, bo- <laughs> what bothered you about it, man? Just not. Just wasn't moving fast enough. Was it too nobody, much of a slow burn or what? Nobody was interesting in the movie. I thought. Um, really? What, what was the main actress? Zita Johan. Horrible. Thought she was you horrible. Like no, hmm. I just. Okay. <laughs> it's nineteen thirty-two, dude. <laughs> hey, I mean, we've, 19, we've watched. It's we've watched thirty-two. See, come on. We've watched other program, movies see? that, that well, I, I like. To ask you if if you didn't. Uh, this is an interviewer person in me. If uh, you didn't like this, do you feel like it was black and because it was in black and white, or because it was a bit of an older film, or do you find yourself enjoying other black and white films? Was it just uh, this one in particular? Just this one, because that was a movie we never got to. Um, we were supposed to uh, review um, Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. I thought I that movie was fun. It. I hated it. I thought that movie Horrible. was fun. <laughs> it was Andy, wacky, trashy, well, and that's in the fifties, though, right? You're out of your mind. Yeah, it's a different um, time yeah, period, yeah. too. But, but it might be because out of the Universal Monsters, I was just never drawn to the mummy. I love Dracula. I love the Wolfman. Um, yeah, that's going back to what I was saying about, like, there's a uniqueness with each one. And I think the mummy, I don't think that coolness really developed until you got to, I think, the 80s, really. You know, and they started yeah. to really delve into what the mummy is and kind of made it cool again. Um, so I, I feel... Where are you coming from, I think? Yeah. 
I wasn't necessarily a big fan of the Brendan Fraser mummy. I mean, I like the first one, but I, I hated the next two. See, now I'm with the other guys. Those are fighting words, man. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was good. Right on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was actually really super impressed uh, for just for being a 1932 movie. Because I was expecting to go into it and just see some really super cheesy dated shit. And it holds up surprisingly well. Um, I can see where you say that you were kind of bored because there's not really any sort of background noise or music. And there's like this hiss going on in the background just because it's so old. And it, it, I think that hiss kind of starts to lull you to sleep a little bit. But the composition of the of the music wasn't as developed as yeah you know some of its other um, contending movies were yeah definitely uh, it, it, but I mean it had a super creepy factor to it though uh, partially because of that I think um, my my four year old little girl she likes watching scary movies with me I know and, and dad of the year right here but uh, she was. <laughs> Hanging out and uh, and and watching this one with me, and she was super fucking freaked out. She watched Aliens with me and loved it. This one she couldn't handle. She had to like leave. And there's not even any really like the mummy is in the 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 first scene, and that's like it. He doesn't really show up again. Uh, I mean, you know, Boris Karloff comes in as Ardeth Bay or whatever his name is, but uh, it, like, there's no. It's not really a monster movie in the traditional sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, kind of a, it's kind of a love story, really. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's got kind of a love story going to it. And, That's parenting uh, done right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but she was super scared by the whole thing just because it was kind of weird and tense and I guess had that uh, that old school feel to it. Um, do you know? Do know. you mind me asking how old your kid is? Yeah, she's four. So I feel like a lot of kids are kind of desensitized already at this point because they're so used to everything being so new. And I really don't feel like much can scare many kids at this point in this day and age. <laughs> so I think it's cool to that you introduced her to something much older because it kind of gets to the root of the fear on the most basic level. And sometimes that's all you need. Right. That's See, cool. I like trying to make them watch old movies with me. <laughs> that's part of why I love doing this podcast. Right on. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I I really enjoyed it more than I thought that I was going to. So what do you, what do you guys think about the reincarnation angle? Because they've uh, they they kind of alluded to it, but I think a lot of the reason that they took that part out is I think that that perhaps maybe the uh, religious right of the day or or maybe the you know the people that are running Hollywood didn't think it was too kosher. What what do you guys think about that angle? I mean, I guess you know it's kind of a deep question, but do, does anyone here, here with us tonight, believe in reincarnation or believe that it's possible? I don't know. That's an existential question. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a different question. I, I think I probably lean personally. I think I lean that way more than I lean toward a final destination of being at one place forever, based on whether you were quote unquote good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of believe that life is cyclical, and I don't see why everything can't be that way, you know? I don't know. I, I, I kind of lean toward it, and I, I kind of enjoyed that aspect of the story. Yeah, I mean, I it was it was definitely kind of a cool thing. And I, I 
I don't know. It was a different story than I thought it was going to be. Like you said, it was more of kind of a love story. But I I don't know why they cut out certain scenes, especially with the uh, the reincarnation angle. Uh, probably just because Zeta Johan had a uh, had some sort of feud with the director. I imagine mm-hmm. it was her scene, and he cut it out. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that was probably it's probably as simple as that. I'm probably overthinking it. <laughs> If he had her stand against a board so there wouldn't be a crease in her dress, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he really did not like that chick. Um, I like the flashback scene. Did you guys like that? When he was staring into the staring into the pool there and looking back yeah. at the, the history yeah, definitely. of... Yeah, that was Actually, was kind of ahead I wish of his time. Yeah, I wish they'd have had more like uh, old school ancient Egyptian stuff in this movie. I thought mm-hmm. that would have been cool. I, I, I kind of did too. I had I had the same takeaway as that as well. Thought it would have added added a little bit more to the story. Brian probably is just thinking. I wish they'd fucking taken everything out except made it like a ten minute short or something. Brian, are you still awake over there? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it did feel it. a lot longer than it was though. <laughs> I didn't think so. You know, I mean, I watched it on my lunch hour at work, and you know, I just kind of zipped through it. Maybe that had a lot to do with it, but. I had I had more trouble getting through a film that was your cool of the week um, a couple of months back, Brian. Um, the girl with all the gifts. Really? Yeah, I it was a good that. movie, man. But I it just uh, it was pretty dense, dude. There was just so much going on. I I had to watch it in like two or three sittings. Uh, I really liked that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, dude, man. I mm-hmm. sat through it the first time. <laughs> yeah, but you got to pay attention to it. It's not something you can just have on in the background. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ag- agreed, and I think I was kind of trying to do that. There's a lot of dialogue, just as much as there is action in there, so I feel like anything that's going to have a lot of dialogue, you kind of have to uh, devote some extra attention <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Brian, you have any final thoughts on uh, on this one before we move on? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course. <laughs> I want to talk about the the new one <laughs> um all right cool so i guess we've all had our say then hope anything anything else you want to say about this one and, until we get into the new one i'm uh ready to move on whenever you guys are ready all right well then uh we will give our scores and uh the way that we do at hope is we do a scale of one to ten just to see, right. just a real simple score so uh i think i think you went first all right guys so <laughs> Like I said at the beginning of your podcast, uh, this is, <laughs> and this is so public, uh, this is what really blows right now. Um, <laughs> on my podcast, I really have a problem with a lot of um, other podcasts uh, that often shit on things. Of course, opinions are important, and I think right. diversity and in, in opinions and um, debating things is, is it's, um, it's entertaining, and um, on my podcast, I choose to just really talk about a lot of positive things. But um, I, I do have to say with this, and I'm sorry it has to be on your podcast, but um, I really honestly did not care for this movie. It's probably one of the worst ones I've seen this year for me. Um, but I, at the same time, there are some great things about it that I did love. But uh, for me, the ratings wait, 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 probably. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Let me stop you. The, the, you're talking about the new one? Yeah. Okay. What was your score on the 32? Oh, 1932. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, are you guys moving on? Um, okay, so for <laughs> no. the for the original, um, 
probably a six just based off of everything that okay. happened and what it was for its time for right. sure but uh okay whenever you guys are ready i'll get, definitely give you my uh my score on the new mummy yeah you're definitely <laughs> going first because i want to go after you <laughs> All right, good, good 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 i like it i like i like what i what i sense here um I'm I'm glad it worked out that way now because this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, now this movie, I um, like I said, I really uh, appreciated it for what it was. I thought it was a great story. Uh, obviously, you know, Kar- Kar- Karloff is it could could be maybe the best role I've seen him in almost because he was just so stoic and he was just so believable as that character. Um, I give this one an eight out of ten. I really consider this one a really good movie, and I just can't believe I haven't seen it, but it is going to be one that I'll be mixing in with some Halloweens in the future for sure. Brian? Um, I'm going to agree with you uh, as everything you said on Boris Karloff. You were right on the money when you were talking about the makeup effects. But that being said, this movie will be boring, (laughs) and I'm going to cut you in half there and go with a four. Ouch. Ooh. More bad than good. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I think uh, an extra point or two probably actually goes just because it's so groundbreaking for its time. And I, I thought the acting was pretty good for, for being in 1932 and actually having like to hold up to that and coming mm-hmm. off of like, you know, Night of the Living Dead where – some of the effects and the acting were fucking terrible, and it was made 30 years later. And uh, I, I got to give this one some daps, man. This, I, yeah, I, it's 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 a little boring in spots, but mm-hmm. yeah, gets a couple extra points. Seven. Cool. All right. So uh, basically, we've got hope, more good than bad. <laughs> Lance and Philip uh, recommend the the movie, and uh, Brian doesn't particularly recommend it. Uh. Pretty much sum it up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's jump. Uh, let's jump to present day, and uh, we are now going to discuss the new uh, version of the Mummy from 2017, directed by Alex Kurtzman. Uh, of course, you know he's primarily a writer and producer, um, but he did direct a movie called People Like Us. Now, have you? Have, has anyone seen People Like Us? Ah, uh, sounds familiar. Uh, it's know. a I can't it's, remember it. Chris Pine was in it, Captain Kirk. Uh, they work. They work together on a couple of the Star Trek movies. But um, I, I guess you would kind of categorize it as just sort of like a drama. I mean, it wasn't really quite a quote unquote chick flick. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like a. It was just kind of like a drama that dealt with a lot of sadness and melancholy issues and stuff like that. So I was like not blown away by it because it's not really my kind of movie. But it was okay, and it was one of those movies that. Um, kind of led me to believe what I currently believe, which is actually that Chris, Chris Pine can actually really act. You know, he's, he's actually a really good yeah. actor. He um, is. He's a little goofy looking, but he's a good actor. Yeah. He's just got like a giant head, you know? Oh man. He's a good <laughs> captain. Kirk, though. Come on. Like, I feel um, like if he leans one way, he'll fall over too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Alex Kurtzman's kind of a, kind of a household name. Um, you guys have probably seen some of the shows that he's that he's been the the head writer on uh, Alias, uh, Xena. <laughs> uh, I think he also right. did some Hercules: The Legendary Journeys as well. Yes, uh, I love did, that show. Qu- did quite a bit of Star <laughs> Trek, and he did the TV show Sleepy Hollow. Okay, 
That explains a lot. Um, okay, now here we go with the laundry list. You guys, you guys ready? Okay, here's your... Oh, here's for, your, the, for the yeah, writers? Yeah, here's your stable of screenwriters. All right, we got David Kep, Christopher McQuarrie, Dylan Cussman, John Spates, Alex Kurtzman, of course, had to throw his two cents in worth, and uh, Jenny Lumet. So <laughs> anytime I hear that many screenwriters, guys, as you know me well... It's usually the kiss of death. We'll see how mm-hmm. this goes, but we'll see we'll see how this goes, but I don't like what I'm seeing here. Um, the film's tagline, which was also spoken by uh, uh, I, I think Russell Crowe in the film actually actually did this quote, "Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters," is a quote from the original Bride of Frankenstein, which was also produced by Universal. Uh, Lynn Wiseman was originally set to direct. <laughs> Woo! Boy! This is like a laundry list of all my favorite people here, isn't it? <laughs> okay, he dropped out before production began. I would say thank God, but... It's a revolving uh, door, man. Yeah, we'll see how I think Kurtzman did here in a little bit. Um, Wiseman was then replaced by Andre Muschietti, but he also later dropped out due to another another buzzword here that's a red flag hope. Creative yeah. differences. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> we all know what that means. Oh, I'm, I'm having trouble going on here. Um, all right. Uh, Javier Bardem, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy, and Eddie, and Eddie Redmayne were all, were all considered... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, we're all considered to play Dr. Henry Jekyll before Russell Crowe was cast into the role. Bardem was then recast as Frankenstein's monster. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Here we go. So we we already determined I think we got a feel for what Hope thinks about this movie. So uh you want Back to your statement though. You wanna... I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I, I I wanted to hear what you said about it too. <laughs> oh shit. Um, all right. So, <laughs> um, like I was saying, this um, was not my favorite movie of the year <laughs> so far um, for many reasons. Um, now, the things that I will say that I did really like, I did not think that Russell Crowe did a terrible job. OK, I didn't think that he was. Now, let me ask you guys this before I get full fledged into this shit. But um, yeah, I was going to say spoiler, no spoilers. Yet. No spoilers, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll do a spoiler section in a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, well, fuck. I don't know what what spoiler territory. Yeah. Here. Usually before um, the spoilers, it's really super brief. Okay. Well, uh, overall, um, was not impressed. Um, I think that there were definitely too many contributing writers as. Um, you know, Lance, you were talking about. Um, there obviously were a lot of creative differences, whether people dropped out or not, and that was very obvious throughout this entire film. And um, unfortunately, there are just a lot of things that just didn't make a lot of sense to me. So um, I'm going to have to say that I, I still love the 1932 version, and I feel like it's um, it still holds up to this day. And I think that this 2017 mummy is going to have a, have a really hard time um, holding up, depending on what kind of follows after it. Right. So yeah. That's kind of how um, I feel generalizing I, it. <laughs> I'm 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 so right there with you, really. I, I you know, like I I liked it. I thought the acting was actually really good. I I, I like Tom Cruise in what? it, man. 
<laughs> he looks great. I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he did. I thought like him personally did a pretty good job. Um, I liked Russell Crowe in it. Uh, I liked uh, oh, what's the chick on, that dude. plays the <laughs> chick that plays the mummy? What's her name? Sophia Batella. Oh uh, boy, I like yeah, her. Sophia Batella. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, That's she's one. she's hot, of course. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna have to just pump the brakes because like all of the dialogue that was in this film was predictable and fucking boring. Like I would prefer the dialogue. I'm a dialogue person more than I am action. I mean, I like a little bit of both, but I prefer the dialogue in the 1932 version over the dialogue that was in this 2017 version. And it's 20 fucking 17. But that was that Tom Cruise's (laughs) fault. No. How many writers are on this? Listen, dude. I mean, that's true. That's true. You're not wrong about that. You're definitely not wrong about that. But, Oh God! Like, like I feel like they had a uh, a, a recipe for for something great, and uh, and and they totally dropped oh, the ball. Oh, you mean, you mean the 19th? Well, I see what you're saying about Tom Cruise doing well. I think that all of the people in this film know how to deliver. I think okay. it was delivered as best as they possibly could, and they did right. a good job at that. But that doesn't mean that the dialogue or the writing was good at all. I absolutely agree with you. And, <laughs> I feel like like it was like every time I, I imagine in my head that every time they tried to do something um, out of the box or something cool or whatever, uh, the producers were on there going, no, Marvel and Disney didn't do it like that. So we're not going <laughs> to oh, do it like wow. that. This is how we have <laughs> to do it. I Maybe. think that they're they are so stuck on trying to build what Marvel has built. A lot of people right now are so stuck on trying to build what Marvel has yeah, built. It's, yeah, it's Universal <laughs> Monsters, but a Marvel movie. Yeah. I agree and, 100%. And I, I thought there was... Uh, some of the comedy in it was okay, but it was mostly really cheesy. And, <laughs> like, I, there wasn't... For it being a monster movie, The Mummy, I mean, there should have been some some pretty creepy parts. And, I mean, aside from, you know, some of the... The, the weird movement of the mummy chick, uh, you know, the unnatural movement, which I assume that they just sent it to the computer animation guys and said, hey, make her move here <laughs> and do that. And uh, aside from that, it wasn't really creepy at all. And, and they sort of downplayed anything that was even about to be scary. Uh, Definitely. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. It was it was it was fun to watch, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't as good as Suicide Squad. How about that? Oh wow! Out. <laughs> a better job of trying Woo. to copy. Me. <laughs> Brian, I want to know what you have to say, man. Uh, I am torn right down the middle between Hope and Philip. Everything they're saying, the dialogue was not there. I, I. Oh my god. Okay. I thought <laughs> a lot of the action was fun. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Don't get me I wrong. Did not, I did not like none of the comedy that was in the movie. I thought it was just kind of stupid, huh? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, you could have casted anybody else in this role, and it wouldn't have made a difference. It was a kind of a bland, generic. Um, I'm really hoping the rumors are not true that he's supposed to be like this. This universe is like uh, Van Helsing. Well, and uh, I don't know. Ask one of the nine writers how that's going to work. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but 
I really enjoyed Sophia Batella as the mummy. I wish we got more of her. I like Russell yeah. Crowe as uh, Dr. Jekyll's not a spoiler that kind of threw that out there in the trailer. Right. Plus um, it makes sense with his, you know, like punching people and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I don't I, <laughs> Like I said, they would do something really cool with the action and then kind of just everybody would start talking and I would like lose interest. The, the, what, the, what was the main actress? Annabelle Wallace, who played uh, Jennifer. Oh, I did not I, care for her. She yeah, was bland. Yeah, and she's, just, she's pretty milk toast. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could not have described her better. <laughs> um, I think but, it was I mean, just, hey, what hot actress looks really good with uh, yeah. Tom Cruise? Who can we throw in here that compliments him well? Yeah, They grabbed an I, I Instagram model poorly. and threw it in the role. But I, at times, I thought they were going to, you know, they were kind of pushing it a little bit because, you know... Oh, I'm about, I was about to spoil some. There's some scenes in here. I was I I mm-hmm. didn't think they was really going to go there as far as a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. But then we'd get back to the bland dialogue and the Tom. I mean, we did get Tom Cruise running though. That is a plus because he's got the weirdest run ever. I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> noticed his run. I haven't, but I kind of want to go back and watch it now. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention. But overall, I mean, I am interested in to see where they're going with this, but this was this was okay at best for me. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, okay, that's that's something. Um I mean, I'll start I'll start with the positives first. Um for sure because I want to I want to get started on a good note and you know, hope you're saying that that you like to shine on the positive on your podcast. So we'll do the same thing here since you're our guest. You kind of you're kind of leading the way here. So <laughs> Here's the positive, um, and I think I'm echoing something you actually said, Hope. Uh, Sophia uh, Butella is smoking hot. <laughs> Absolutely smoking hot. I mean, my God. <laughs> wow, she's one of my uh, new favorites to, to keep an eye on. Um, and I am really looking forward to seeing her in Atomic Blonde. Um, oh, she's seen that too? Oh man, is she ever? Have you not seen the trailer? <laughs> yeah, that looks like a cool movie. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, okay. I know what you're about. All right, cool. Uh, have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay. I'm gonna be for sure into seeing that movie. Yeah, yes. we're we're looking cool. forward to that one. Um, all right. So no, I thought the first. Uh, I actually was was I was really getting into it. The first uh, six or eight minutes because it it kind of reminded me it was a good throwback to the to the 32 film. Um, you know, the way that she kind of, you know, committed a sin or whatever in the name of love and, you know, ended up being buried when they buried her alive or they, you know, wrapped her and stuck her in the casket and put her put her in the in in the tomb alive. That was a good throwback to the first movie. And I'm like, OK, I think that I'm going to like this. I think we're on to something here. And then the minute that fucking Tom Cruise showed up with that fucking douchebag, Jake Johnson. And oh, these, I love that guy. Hey, listen. Fucking idiots, man. They were so bad. No, What's wrong with I Jake disagree. Johnson? I disagree. The two things that I liked about this, like I said, were Russell Crowe. I think he did a pretty decent job. Okay. But as a, as a comedy, like, look at, look at, look at 1985 up to now. Okay. okay. All right. And you have the Brandon Fraser mummies, right? The comedy in those are spot on. It's good. It's campy. It's great. It's what made it a cult classic. And I think they needed that aspect in this new mummy. And I think that 
while he's kind of typecasted as this comedian in almost everything he's been doing so far, I've never really seen him in a dramatic role, but like, mm-hmm. I think that him and, and Tom Cruise actually had a pretty decent dynamic. Couldn't, was couldn't it dis- hilarious? Couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree How, more. Was it hilarious? No, he was not. It wasn't great substance again, right. but I thought that they were a good team together. Yeah, I think I, they did. The writing was just bad. No, no, I, I disagree. I, I found I found the, the interaction of these two to be entirely awkward, not at all believable to me in the least. Russell yeah. Crowe, uh, you, uh, most of you guys are saying you liked his acting. This dude was freaking chewing up scenery like nobody's business. That's all he was doing. He was just completely overacting and posturing. I didn't enjoy his performance at all. What I like more about Russell Crowe was the aesthetic of uh, his lair, which I know we'll get into. I don't want to spoil it, but that's more about what I want to talk. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. I can can definitely appreciate that. Um, There was a lot of good throwback. There was a lot of good Easter eggs in there, I guess you noticed, when Mm -hmm. you were looking around at some of the the items, which we'll go into more detail later. But, uh, no, uh, you know, Colonel Greenway, Courtney B. Vance, the... (laughs) Brian, I sure hope you have a stupid people segment here because you're going to have three or four <laughs> great opportunities to do that. Um, he's letting these guys, he's keeping these guys in the military, and and yet he's allowing them to do all this plundering of uh, uh, of of all these historical oh. artifacts. Give yeah, I thought that was break, odd. Great, man. Yeah, I, I have no serious. idea why he was even in the movie. Yeah, that was okay. kind of a. It was just the whole thing was sort of a weird role. I mean, why is he a a looter? You know, that seems weird to me. Antiquator. <laughs> yeah, antiquator. <laughs> you know what, Sophia? Sophia was great. She was great. Not only did she look great, I thought she did. She, she, <laughs> if she had had a better cast around her, and if she'd had a better a better script, I think she could have sold this even even more than she did. But. She she was at least trying. She was at least giving it her all. Like I said, in my opinion, I think Tom Cruise was phoning it in. I think Johnson was horrible. I think Crow was overacting and 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 just kind of trying to take over the movie. Um, I mean, that's just my takeaways, guys. So for whatever it's worth, let somebody else go now. Are we getting into spoiler territory now? Brian's gonna go. We're gonna I think I already ratings, went. But, uh, I want oh, to know yeah, what else, so. Brian. Like, Brian, what, what did you take away? Like, what, what were some things in the early part of the movie, or what are some gen- general things in the film that you did like? Well, the, it, a lot of it's spoilery, so I'm, right, I'm going to so save we, it till we get there. Okay. Yeah, let's, do, let's, let's go spoilers. I'm, I'm ready all for right. that. Awesome. So we'll give uh, what, what we'll do, Hope, is we'll all give our scores. And cool. uh, once we do that, we'll do our spoiler alert and, and just jump in. All right, so for me, it's definitely, I would say, probably about a 4.5 or a 5 for me. Wow, that's much higher than I expected to hear. Yeah, and... I don't I, I don't shit on stuff too much. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to be like, okay, this is like a fucking 2 or a 3. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5 because I think it was, it was still fun. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a fun... Uh, it's a fun, stupid summer movie. Um, there's a lot of the movie that doesn't make sense, but, um, you know, if, if you're not looking for plot and you're just checking out an action and cool visuals, then it's, it's not awful. Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it a six just cause Lance hated on Jake Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, all right. Well guys, I, uh... I, I will tell you this. I do have one thing in common with Tom Cruise. Actually, I've got two things in common because we're both super short. But uh, 
thing that I've got in common with Mr. Cruz right now is I am definitely cursed. And goddammit, I did it to myself. And Brian, I think you'll remember the fucking moment when I did this. Uh-huh. We were about two months out of the Bye Bye Man. And I was starting to sweat it out a little bit that I wasn't going to have a bottom five this year. You remember? Yeah. And I begged, I begged listeners to send me ideas of shitty movies <laughs> so I could make sure I would have a bottom five when we do our top five and bottom five at the end of the year. So I kind of, I did it to myself. Um, <laughs> but between The Void, which we watched not too long ago, yeah, uh, and this film, movie, whatever you want to call it, that ty- that bottom five list is shaping up pretty quickly. Oh, 1.5, guys. Ouch. That I'm sorry. I, you know, I mean, it's just everything I loved about the 32 movie, I hated about this one. I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, all right, you guys ready for spoilers? Yeah. yeah spoilers. Cool. All right. Well, who, who, wants, who wants to get started? This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. I'll start. I mean, fuck, I've started every other time. Uh, <laughs> I feel you on that 1.5 rating, though. I totally, uh, I definitely feel you on that. Um, so with the positive, I really, like I said, like the Russell Crowe aspect, um, I don't know if I, it was predictable, but not as predictable as a lot of other things that we were going to see Dr. Henry Jekyll and Eddie Hyde in this film. Right. Um, I do like that Russell Crowe played him. And yeah, there were a lot of um, delivery lines and and writing that just kind of were a little like, you know, cringeworthy. Um, But I will say the whole aesthetic of how, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was presented was is probably one of the most badass ways that I've seen it presented um, ever. Um, that's not to shit on everything else that's ever been created before, but I mean, his entire lair I thought was totally fucking awesome. Um, the what fact that the accent changed, yeah, the accent changed. Right. I thought the effects um, during those scenes actually weren't too bad. The lighting was really awesome. Um, you know, the other people that you mentioned that were considered to play him, I don't know if I would have been totally on board with that i think tom hardy's a little too hardcore and then joseph gordon let a little like young. puny for that you know yeah a little young <laughs> right. so i don't know if i <laughs> yeah i don't know if i could have uh, seen that uh mm-hmm. it come into fruition but um i really enjoyed that and you know i did like um you know the uh relationship between Tom Cruise and, you know, his like best guy antiquator buddy, if you will. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed that. Um, but those are the best things. And, I, but I really just feel like, again, the dialogue was absolutely awful. I think there were some really good, I don't want to say jump scares cause that's a very cliche thing to say, but there were some pretty Fine. good, um, you know, jumpy moments in there. I think yeah, they did a it, really it good job with the is, birds huh? Yeah, I think they did a great job with the crows and the birds and um, bringing kind of this creepy aesthetic to the whole film. Right. But uh, overall, like the uh, like the soldiers, zombie warriors were very poorly done. Um, the effects holistically, I don't think were 
really anything outstanding, but um, something that one of you guys touched on, I think the best way you could summarize this is um, Hollywood trying to make, you know, Universal Monsters Marvel movies. And I just think that that's the complete wrong direction to go with this. But that's kind of my uh, spoiler territory, I guess, if you will. Okay. Well, that's what happens when you uh, when when you when you try to make more money instead of trying to make art. There you uh, go. It's it, it's this is overproduced, overwritten. It, it, the producers had total control over this movie, and you can tell. Yeah, the um, romance anybody... aspect was weird. Like that's what I was about to at say. At the very Did end, he's like, "Oh, let me the suck the life out of you know this Egyptian queen and give it to a woman that I barely fucking know just to bring her back to love." Life? What the fuck right. is that shit about? He's suddenly in love with her. He's a 50-something <laughs> guy who's totally wild his whole life. He's obviously wild. They give you that from 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 the get-go, you know what I mean? Where he's right. just fucking nuts. I'm an antiquator, but I love this lady. Relationships. And so he just runs into this random chick, steals her shit, and then suddenly he's in love with her? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, what? just a second ago you guys had a one-night stand. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then, okay, at the at the end, when he uh, decides that the right thing to do is to stab himself and then, uh, oh, like, God. where did he come up with this idea? You well, know, there what was I- that line of um, self-sacrificing or something like that. So it, yeah. it like clicked in his head and he was like, oh, I'm, right. I, maybe I should do this. I don't know. <laughs> makes no, makes no sense. This should, actually be, this should actually be covered under our stupid people segment, right? Right. Honestly, the That's locations the were this this aspect of the of the writing I thought was really fucking stupid. And I know that at the very beginning they really tried to emphasize on that backstory, like oh they drug her body for thousands of miles. But you've got Egypt, and then you go to the middle of fucking Iraq, and then we land the plane in London. Did anybody think that was mm-hmm. odd? I just felt like the locations of all of well, this just didn't really make much sense. What, hey, what what about this, guys? What are the chances? That they would have been digging a, a, a subway tunnel in London, and they just happen to come across all these uh, all the, all these buried. Uh, what, what were these guys from the Renaissance or something like that, or the Crusades? The Crusaders, Crusades, yeah. Crusaders. So, and then what? Five, ten minutes later, they just happened to find uh, her tomb, huh? Yes, wow. it all just happened very coincidentally, all at the same time. And they they had there was a line in there where they said that they figured out where this was because of you know when they when they first found the little stone or whatever, but it's still I mean they were stretching that shit pretty hard. Ra- Raiders of it, the Lost Ark, it ain't. Yeah, <laughs> it's and I you know usually when some big um, finale comes up like that, I can I can either see it coming or when it happens, I'm like. <gasps> That was genius. That was a good idea. And uh, and this time when he did it, I was like, "What the fuck are you it, doing?" Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, like it didn't make no any sense. sense at all. <laughs> wow. And then now, now suddenly, because he stabbed himself, and the god Set is has come into him, he apparently is able to overpower him, which also makes zero sense. <laughs> all right, Brian. I got it. We got to hear it, man. What's what's going on here? I'm going to say something nice about the movie. <laughs> um, I did, going back to uh, Russell Crowe, I did like the distinct, how they distinguish between him and uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I like the scene where um, Tom Cruise was fighting him and was trying to get out and he put his hand on the hand scanner. 
yeah and it just completely mm-hmm. read a different person i enjoyed that did you guys catch the um there was a lot of little easter eggs in this do you guys get the uh brendan frazier mummy easter egg in there no i missed no. that one it's when she's trying to get in there to help tom cruise when he's with uh, mr hyde mm-hmm. and she hits the guy over the head with the book ah. that's the book from the mummy oh okay. oh Look at you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, just listening to you guys talking, there's not too much I can really get into in spoilers. I, uh, just those couple things. I did like the original when she uh, rose some of the original mummies up. I like how they were contorting everywhere. Um, besides that, I thought everybody else looked fucking stupid. The soldiers. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. thinking about lowering my score now. I don't know, man. I, well, don't do that. I mean, you you know, you you gave your score. You know, stick 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 with it, man. Somebody's got to be five hundred for these. You know, <laughs> I actually um, really liked him in this. I, he's, oh, Jesus, I thought he was horrible, and I thought the I thought the makeup on him was no good either, man. You know what? They did this better in um, American Werewolf in London. I thought. And that because they because they they stole that storyline or they they stole that idea right out of that movie and I think it was done better in that one. No, I just I didn't get into Johnson at all. I mean, I we'll we'll just disagree on that one. I mean, you guys thought he did great, and, <laughs> and I'm like the one lone dissenter, but that's cool, you know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of used to to going against the grain, as Denny said for uh, about me last week. But uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you the way that I saw it, you know. Um, oh yeah. What, yeah. Stick what, with your opinions. What really bothered me about this about this movie or about the 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 latter parts of this movie when they were going through all the uh, you know the tunnels and and swimming through the water and all that is uh, it to me it was just almost like a poor man's version of Army of Darkness. Did you guys get that too? Oh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, the only it didn't thing click. The only thing it was missing was like the the three stooges, you know, nudges and, and eye pokes. Exactly. Um, I, I just thought that was terrible. Um, I didn't think that any of the story made sense. I didn't think that the finale made sense. I mean, you guys nailed it. There's not too much else I can say about that that ridiculous finale. There. I mean, what in the see world if the ending had been better. Himself? Right. If the ending had been better, it it might have been a different story. They 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 Maybe. might could have saved this movie. I think what was odd at the end was, you know, right before you cut to the ending scene where he's like, hey, bro, thanks for bringing me back to life, too. Fuck yeah. High five. You know, he was like struggling. He was struggling, you know, like. Yeah. He was in that same, like, he okay. was in the uh, catacombs or whatever the fuck they were um, with the woman. And he's like, look, I love you and I brought you back to life, or, but I've got to I've got to figure my shit out. And he's, like, going back and forth between being, like, set, essentially, and himself. Oh, my God. And then you cut to the end scene, and all of a sudden, he's himself again. And, and yeah. it's just like, all right, let's go find some more fucking treasure. High five. And then in movie. <laughs> I would have I would have really loved it if he would have. If- uh, what was her name? Jenny in the movie. If she would have yeah. just died yeah. and he would have just embraced the evil that was in him. That actually is a good point. It might have actually kind of elevated this just a bit. Right. You mean that kind of a, a little cool bit of ending. a dark, darker ending, huh? Yeah, because somebody I else would have had to stab him because stabbing himself well, doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> I would have liked it if he st- he still would have stabbed himself and you, gave the audience that swerve that he did it to self-sacrifice. But he was really selfish because he wanted that power mm-hmm. for himself. I would have liked to see the movie go that way. 
it's, you know. Okay, so he's still we, himself, but he embraces the evil. Yeah, because I of her, her telling him about you can have all the power, but that's so now he's like this crazy vigilante. Yeah, you know, but different. that's not that's not even what we got. Nothing close to it. Yeah, not not she's at like, all. It was, she's like, you can fun. control life and death, and he's like, all right, some more treasure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, bro. High five. Like, I feel like the, the yeah. movie should have ended with like them both jumping up and giving each other a high five with a freeze frame. With a freeze frame. I'm glad you guys reminded me of that line, you know, because now 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 in my mind, even stronger than ever. These words you will never hear. Academy Award nominee Jake, Jake Johnson. It just ain't going to happen, folks. I'm sorry. I don't know why you guys <laughs> like this guy so much. He was horrible. He's a comedy actor, man. He's not going to, of hey, course, he's not going to win an Academy me, Award. Uh, but hey, thanks funny. for bringing me back to life, guys. <laughs> well, think I mean, about the on. Brendan Fraser mummies. There, there are so many supporting actors that bring that comedy and more so than Brendan Fraser or even the female actress lead in those films. Yeah, but they did it. But they and the comedy was good. And I think they, right. I think that they just tried to bring someone in and like kind of um, mirror that type of aspect in this. And, you know, you're right. It really didn't work out too well, but I mean, I think he's an all right actor, even though he's more of a comedian. Brendan, Brendan Fraser mummy is way better. And, and it's a better throwback to the original mummy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch that one. I hadn't seen it in a while. All of the Brendan Fraser, like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, 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 Basically, the mummy in its best, in my opinion. And or, the comedy isn't near as forced, so it's actually funny. Yeah, right. They just go with the flow, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and ironically, uh, it's, and, <laughs> so Brendan Fraser was in those mummy movies, and the tagline is uh, New World of Gods and Monsters, and he was in that movie with uh, Ian McKellen, Gods and Monsters, about James Whale, the guy who directed a lot of these other Universal movies. So see, everything ties together. We'll see how the next one does, man. I I don't know. This is this wow. doesn't seem like a smart one to start the series out with because I'm pretty sure it's going to bomb this weekend. Yeah, and uh, I, honestly, like with Woman Wonder Woman coming out, and like, okay, yeah, like I like I am a woman. I have a vagina, so I'm going to talk about this. Um, you know, with Wonder Woman coming out and it being so like forceful and so like pro-feminism and pro-females and like we're fucking strong i was kind of pissed off by watching the mummy a little bit like this newer version because going back to the brendan fraser you guys were just talking about those films rachel wise who plays you know the female lead in the mummy in the 1999 version she Uh was really strong they wrote her very well she was smart she was funny she was cunning like she had all the attributes that you would want she was like an archaeologist but like in the best way and then you bring Mm -hmm. this woman into it with the new mummy and she was so lifeless and it pissed me off like how are you that's gonna make the mummy fucking shitty and honestly guys like i saw this at alamo draft house and i always notice of course like you know pre like you know showings of like trailers prior to the to actual like the feature film mm-hmm. and you know like i think it is appropriate to have the mummy come out and it is more of a like a duder film even though i feel like that's kind of even sexist there a little bit i feel like anybody can enjoy it it doesn't matter who you are um you know same thing with wonder woman but i couldn't help but notice all the father's day trailers and then they I think they had like one ch- like chick flick trailer 
which mm-hmm. was obvious, you know, it was like, oh, this is for, you know, the wife that's getting drugged to go see, like dragged to go see the mummy with her husband. Right. You know what I mean? And so I just feel like it was a real letdown seeing this mummy, you know, 2017, we've got these like, you know, like forward like forward motion with history like these females that are super strong right now and i feel like the comment you know the way that they wrote her was just a big letdown and i i think that that really isn't in their favor and i think they really should have rethought her writing um for 2017 and i just feel like they really dropped the ball and that's gonna i think fuck them up in the long run yeah i think you're right because even even in the brendan fraser mummy there there was a line in there because i watched it earlier today where uh, somebody somebody tells her uh, Rachel Weiss, they were like, I you know you're just a girl, you don't know, you know, and right. and then she becomes this big strong character in the movie, and yeah, I, and they had the the chick mummy in this one, which I think is where they were trying to go with the girl power thing, right? But, uh, she was chained up the whole time and not really that awesome, and uh, it was just about her being hot, I think, more than like powerful, you know? Yeah. And- and, then, and really, yeah, it wasn't right. even about her. She was actually kind of weak because, frankly, she was used as a vessel for Set to become yeah. mm, a human wow. form. You know what I mean? That's, right. Yeah, that's true. And then, that's yeah, true. you're right. That 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 lead actress was, I don't, I don't know her name. Isn't I can't even Jenny? remember what she looks like. Annabelle yeah, she was Wallace. Useless. Annabelle Wallace. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That but was, that's my read final... was bad. Have you read her description? Of no. her character, a feisty, kind, stubborn, and intelligent recruit of secret monster specialists. Recruit is That's pretty much the ever. only word that should have been used to describe that. But and, overall, and, I'm I'm glad that I saw this. It's you know I really wouldn't have seen this movie right. if it weren't for you guys to invite me on your podcast, which I'm grateful for. But like, you know, I, I think it's worth it to review things when you know you think that maybe you you know like I said earlier, don't knock it till you try it. So I'm at least glad that I got to see you know, the 2017 version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to what you said earlier, Philip, uh, or uh, was it, was it you, Philip, that said, uh, that we will be checking out the other ones after this in the universal lineup. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we will. I, hopefully, I, hopefully they do something different with it because right. They can't build the franchise off of this one. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking maybe you and Brian are going to have to go on on that one, and I'm going to have to take a back seat on when on that week. <laughs> I don't. Maybe know they I, don't. Ha- maybe they won't have six different writers on the next one. I don't know if I can put myself <laughs> through this again. Hopefully, we'll, but, we'll have uh, to see. Uh, it's uh, it's already lost the Thursday, uh, Thursday um, up against Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Oh well, wow! Well, Just on that one day, as well yeah. it should. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna. I'm pretty sure it's gonna bomb. Wonder, I mean, Wonder Woman caught so much positivity last week that uh, this week is probably gonna be almost as big as last week was. Right. Yeah, I know. So in one week, I went from an eight point five to a one point five. There you go. <laughs> oh, what a year we're having! <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody had a chance to say what was on their mind about this one. Then. Definitely. So. Cool. All right. As always, uh, we definitely want to thank all you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook. We also have a Horror Returns group you can join. Uh, We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram and Podbean. Just do a search for The Horror Returns. 
And uh, if you have Apple, look for us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us so we can get those numbers up and uh, continue to bring you guys bigger and better stuff. Uh, but before we go in our final outro, Hope, uh, tell everybody again where we can find you. Sure. Thanks, guys, so much for having me on. You can find us at macabcast.com, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud by searching for the Macabcast. Cool. And uh, next week, it's back to the deep waters with 47 meters down, as well as 1999's uh, cheesy classic Deep Blue Sea. Uh, and our special guest will be filmmaker uh, Nick Hunt, uh, who's got a, a movie coming out called Safe House, and we'll probably talk about that trailer as well, because he's got the first teaser trailer out for it. Oh, yes. So, uh, Brian, until the horror returns again... Good night. <laughs>